0: Hi, this is Mark Rabin. Welcome to episode 251 of Lean Blog Audio. This is a post from February 8th, 2018 titled, The Wall Street Journal Overgeneralizes About the Japanese Model. Not all companies are Toyota. Now, I leave for Japan in uh, about two weeks, so I'm very excited about that. It'll be my third trip with the Kaizen Institute folks, and I hope you can join us someday in the future you can learn more about these trips by going to www.japanleantrip.com i'll be tweeting and blogging about the trip while there especially during the official tour days from february 26 to march 2nd i'll also be there for a few days before and after as a, a bit of a tourist and if you want to see links to blog posts from previous trips in 2012 and 2014 you can go to leanblog.org slash audio 251. While we visit Toyota and some other organizations that do a great job with lean or the Toyota production system um, and, and also do a great job with total quality management practices or some combination thereof, one key lesson from the trip is that not all Japanese companies are the same. Not all Japanese companies are the same. To repeat that, Uh, Lean isn't easy if you're a Japanese company. Toyota has created something special since Toyota culture is not exactly the same as Japanese culture as I've written about before. My friend Katie Anderson has written on the same topic over on uh, her blog, based on her time actually living in Japan, not just visiting, and uh, earlier this week, So part of the reason this comes up is that the Wall Street Journal wrote an article with the headline, companies everywhere copied Japanese manufacturing. Now the model is cracking. And the sub headline reads, concepts celebrated in business publications worldwide have been tarnished by a string of scandals. So it says in the Wall Street Journal article, Kobe Steel Limited, Mitsubishi Materials Corporation, and Subaru Corporation have all admitted in recent months to manipulating quality inspections, although all say no safety problems emerged. Takata Corporation declared bankruptcy last year after admitting to supplying more than 50 million defective vehicle airbags in the U.S. Mitsubishi Motors Corporation has admitted covering up vehicle faults and falsifying fuel economy data. So do scandals involving quality and ethical lapses involving companies including those and Nissan tarnish lean and the Toyota production system? Well, no, that's the silliest thinking that the Wells Fargo banking scandal tarnishes Silicon Valley, although the Valley does enough to tarnish itself. Again, from the journal, Nissan Motor, the world's fifth largest automaker, disclosed in September that its Japanese factories let unqualified employees perform final quality inspections on some cars, a practice that might date back to the 1990s. During audits, foremen routinely provided trainees with badges from certified inspectors, the company said. So does Nissan doing that tarnish the Toyota production system? Well, of course not. And it's not just a matter of Nissan not being Toyota. The Toyota production system and the Toyota way are based on principles. These principles and philosophy aren't invalidated by problems at Toyota, and they're certainly not invalidated by problems at other companies. The Shingo Institute model, for example, which is used by organizations around the world, is also principles-based. Sometimes companies and the people that make up companies don't live up to their stated values and principles. The Shingo guiding principles, uh, which, again, you can see by going to leanblog.org/audio251 include things like respect every individual lead with humility focus on process assure quality at the source so did the companies mentioned by the journal fail to focus on process and fail to assure quality at the source well it sounds like it that doesn't invalidate lean principles any more than me eating a cheeseburger invalidates healthy eating principles Daniel T. Jones, co-author of the book Lean Thinking and Others, wrote about this uh, article on LinkedIn, and he said, in part, it seems like many Japanese firms did not fully understand these lessons, and indeed, there has always been a big difference between Toyotas and, and many other Japanese firms. Indeed, Toyota slipped up, and the Gemba focus was lost sight of several years ago, and their response was to redouble their efforts to build awareness of the basics. So it sounds like Jones is saying there are times when Toyota has gotten away from their principles. Again, that doesn't invalidate the principles. Michelle Baudin also blogged about the Wall Street uh, Journal article in a post titled, Countries Don't Have Production Systems, Companies Do. Back to the journal, and they often, quite often get things very wrong about lean. They wrote, Japan's model celebrated in publications such as Harvard Business Review hinges largely on the concept of kaizen, often translated as continuous improvement. In practice, it means eliminating unnecessary activity, reducing excess inventory, and using teamwork to fix problems when they arise. Now there's that's a better definition than the times uh, the Wall Street Journal implies lean is only just-in-time production. The journal continued, "It places enormous responsibility kaizen does" online workers at the factory floor level, known as the Gemba, to manage daily operations and generate innovation. Those workers, viewed by many Japanese as craftsmen, have traditionally been guaranteed jobs for life in return return for dedication to their company's goals. So there's, quote, enormous responsibility. But Lean is not just about dumping responsibility on the frontline employees. Leaders also have a responsibility to provide a system in which people can be successful, as I've heard uh, former Toyota manager Daryl Wilburn say. The Wall Street Journal also mentions the Andon cord as an example of that responsibility. But this responsibility is really a two-way street. Workers are expected to pull the cord; managers are expected to support them. the The Journal again says, "The problem today is that many Japanese companies can no longer afford the luxury of guaranteed lifetime employment." for craftsmen on factory floors. And delegating so much authority to line workers has left companies exposed to fraud and corner cutting while giving executives room to shirk responsibility, according to management consultants and corporate lawyers knowledgeable about the problems. So what the Wall Street Journal describes there, fraud, corner cutting, and executive shirking, is not lean. You know, Some organizations have moved away from lean principles or possibly didn't embrace them at all. Another thing that bugs me about the journal article is that they seem to blame workers, that, oh, if you give workers responsibility, they will commit fraud and corner cutting, which I've, I th- I think that's uh, a ridiculous argument. If there's fraud or corner cutting going on, I think you have to look at the system. You need to look at uh, management and their responsibility for that system. So if your organization is copying Toyota or some health system, only because they appear to be popular um, these, these methods. Uh, maybe you're doing it wrong. Maybe you should be adopting principles that seem timeless and self-evident, like the Kaizen idea of engaging everybody in continuous improvement. And maybe you shouldn't be uh, just copying either. You know, Learn from others, be inspired, and then go improve upon what you've learned and create your own system. I blogged about that a few years ago in a blog post titled, Read This Book, But Don't Copy Theta Care. And the Fedicare people would say the same thing. Don't copy them. The Wall Street Journal article, uh, to wrap up here, also mentions the late, great W. Edwards Deming. Powering Japan's industrial might was a manufacturing model forged after World War II when its companies sought to rebound by improving products for global buyers. Executives relied on an American management consultant, W. Edwards Deming, who advised companies to boost quality by empowering factory floor workers to constantly focus on fixing problems. The approach married well with Japan's ethics of hard work and attention to detail and was widely adopted. So I'd add, Deming didn't just empower factory workers. He tried reminding executives that quality starts in the boardroom. Senior leaders are responsible for the system. Workers can't perform better than the system that's designed. And there's a quote in the article that I've used in training classes where uh, Shoichiro T- Toyota said in 1980, There is not a day I don't think about what Dr. Deming meant to us. He is the core of our management. And, uh, and that's when Shoichiro T- Toyota was the chairman of the company. So, one Japanese hospital CEO I met back in 2014 acknowledges this connection to Deming. As the hospital layered lean practices on top of decades of TQM practices, he showed a slide that says two key influences in the Institute for Healthcare Improvement W. Edwards Deming and a System of Profound Knowledge, and Walter Schuhart and his idea of understanding variation through statistical process control. Now, when I worked for General Motors from 1995 to 1997, the Livonia engine plant supposedly lived by Deming principles that had been adopted, supposedly, a few years earlier. But they were no longer living by those principles, if they ever did. That doesn't invalidate the principles. Uh, so a final thought. It's my goal to honor the legacy of Deming and Shuhart and, and what I've learned from them and their work in my upcoming book, Measures of Success, a book I'm currently writing. You can learn more about that book, book by going to www dot measures of book dot com or you can find links and, and view more info about all of this by going to leanblog.org slash audio two five one.